Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What the hell is up, Pelicans fans? My name is Elliot Clough, and I am your host of Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans. What a showing last night against the Portland Trailblazers. Kind of looked ugly early on. Yeah, they had us the first half, I'm not going to lie. But Damian Lillard wasn't the largest factor. He didn't hit a single three. Oh, of four from beyond the arc and shot just 37.5 percent from the field the pelicans did exactly what they needed to do defensively drew and lonzo did a great job and by the end of the third guys were doing really well recovering on help defense and that's uh, along with other things that we'll get into here that is a huge piece of why the pelicans were so successful last night you know in that third excuse me in that first half it was just really difficult for these guys to recover offensively and that's what built the huge lead for the Trailblazers, but by the time the third quarter came around, the recovery really started to happen defensively after they were trying to double-team and get the ball out of Damian Lillard's hands. Um, It just came to about four minutes in the third quarter, and then everything changed. All the momentum was in favor of the Pelicans. So when there is a game like this, I said it in the last pod, someone else needs to step up in in exchange for Damian, who scored 42 points on average in the last 10 games. And C.J. McCollum didn't do that, their go-to guy who would be other than Damian Lillard. Mello didn't do that. Hassan Whiteside didn't do that. Gary Trent Jr. didn't do that. It was a team effort for them. The scoring was really spread out, but no individuals showed out. It just got to a point where, where they couldn't keep up, and the Pelicans just kept their foot on the gas pedal. You know that episode of Spongebob where Patrick yells to Spongebob, Big, er, uh, big Toe! It was the opposite. They uh, they did full-on uh, pedal to the metal and, and, and flew away with the wind last night. But um, like I said, it got to the third quarter with about four minutes to go and the Pelicans really never looked back. And this may have been the best basketball that we've seen from the Pelicans all year. If you read my stuff on Fansided or if you've been listening to this podcast at all, you know I talk about the combination of the the, uh, veterans like Drew Holiday, J.J. Redick, and and Derek Favors quite a bit compared, or excuse me, combined with the youth that is on the roster of New Orleans Pelicans. It's just, it's not the perfect combination because it's just, there's a dichotomy. You're either 19 years old or you're 40. (laughs) Not really, but there's there's a big difference um, between these two two age groups and you know with with that difference you run into really good things on both ends of the spectrum with the with that experience they've got it to buckle down and finish at the end of games when they've got those leads when they've uh, made it clear that they're the better team and then they've got the youth to make the energy plays fight for rebounds dive for loose balls block shots and make shots when you're tired and that's exactly the combination that we got on Tuesday night between the Blazers and the Pelicans, with in favor of the Pelicans, obviously, in this matchup. But it was just pretty basketball. And if the Pelicans were to play like this night in and night out, they'll be scary. 
I'd still take the Lakers. I'd still take the Nuggets. I'd still take the Clippers in a seven-game series. But this is peak Pelicans basketball, and they played it when they needed to against a team that they're competing against for that eighth spot in the playoffs coming up here. It's three wins in a row for this team, and then they're looking to make it four tonight against the Thunder. And we'll get to that preview, but before we do that, I would not be doing my job if I did not talk about how well Zion Williamson played last night. He's got the attention of the nation, and he did beforehand, but this is on another level. And the level that he's playing at right now is unparalleled for his age and having taken off basically the the majority of the first half of the season. And this is what he had to say last night after the game. This is in the ESPN recap from from, uh, Tuesday night, I should say. He said, I just kind of look to come in, just kind of fit in, just try to not mess up, but my teammates and coaches are always pushing me. I do hold myself to high expectations, but I think it's just finding the line between reality and dreams. If my teammates find me, they find me. If not, I've just got to make another play to get the rebound and just play defense. He had 31 points in 28 minutes. 31 points in 28 minutes. That quote and that humility is, I think, why the nation is, well, obviously his play, but also this is why the nation is enamored with Zion Williamson. He's a humble kid. He's a good kid. Um, But uh, anywho, it was just not fair, the matchups that he was running into last night. Hassan Whiteside, too slow. Everybody else, too small. He was just too big or too quick for anyone that he was matched up with. In that first matchup, the first game that he had, uh, uh, just uh, was it, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, he looked sluggish and tired in his first start, in the few minutes that he got. But there has been absolutely 0% of that as of late. He's playing nearly 30 minutes, and I, I heard it this morning, or maybe it was yesterday morning on Get Up. He His edge right now is that he is cutting he's going after rebounds this isn't game 46 for Zion so he's got the edge and I think he's going to play like this the entirety of his career but he has the want and the tenacity to get the ball when other guys are like it's game 42 I don't care I'm just gonna go up and get this rebound nobody else is excited and Zion's in there and he's fighting for every ball diving after loose balls getting boards And he's putting up shots in the lane where he's too strong and too quick for everyone else. It's energy, it's passion, and he has it, and other players don't. And Zion is just taking it to another level. Like I said, this is the third time. 31 points in 28 minutes last night. Zion's on another level. And I don't think it would be fair for him to win Rookie of the Year at this point just because he's missed so many games. But I would also kind of understand just because of the incredible play that we've seen so far from him. He's he's just a transcendent generational talent, and the NBA has never seen anything like this. And, you know, post-All-Star break, he had a ton of time off, obviously. I'm sure he doesn't want any more time off. He will be in the, the Rookie or first and second year challenge of World versus USA, um, and I think he'll... He'll get some headlines for uh, for that. I'm sure he'll throw down a crazy dunk. But um, I think post-All-Star break, they're starting to get rolling right now. And if they win tonight, it'll really be a great way to go into the break, winning four in a row and two against other 
competing teams for for a playoff spot. But um, I think post All Star break is really where the Pelicans can get rolling and get that eight spot. Obviously, they can't get it now, but post All Star break is when the fire will be lit under their butts even more. And I think that's when JJ and Drew step up and say, this is it, guys. We got to go now. And with the way they're playing right now, it'll be a hell of a lot easier than it would be if they were losing games like they were early on in the season. It's just good basketball. That's what it is. It's it's the perfect combination of youth and experience because, I mean, I said it. I said it. They, it was beautiful basketball last night, and it couldn't have been better. Best basketball we've seen all season from the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, in terms of the game tonight, a big matchup for the Pelicans and the Thunder. Two teams really fighting for that playoff spot. Thunder, I believe, are in seventh place as we sit right now. And if the Pelicans win tonight, they'll be propelled to 10th place, um, overtaking the Spurs, who also just defeated the Thunder just a couple nights ago. Brandon Ingram is the lone player for each squad that is on the injury report for the short term. Of course, there's guys like Darius Baisley and then Darius Miller um, who have been out for a long time. And then, of course, a couple names uh, like Andre Roberson. But anywho, considering Brandon Ingram did not play on Tuesday night, I'd have to guess he'll sit again tonight. Just take that little bit of rest going into the all-star break so he's fresh it's for first all-star appearance so fair enough but also i made reference to it on tuesday i think if any of the young guys are listed as questionable right now uh, at least till late in the season if there's a legitimate playoff push to be made they're probably gonna sit it's just a focus on the future for the current way the franchise is going uh just so much youth and you know we have there's a lot of of uh experience on this roster like i've made reference to a couple times here but the focus on the future for the Pelicans. So many guys under the age of 21 and even up to 25, 26. So it just, it makes sense uh, with, with where they're at, where the roster sits and where the organization is headed. However, tonight if the Pelicans win, like I said, they will move to 10th place in the Western Conference standings. And that would be huge. Right before the break, it'd be four wins in a row and it would be, very, very good for this franchise to enter the All-Star break on four wins in a row, riding high and looking to continue playing that way post-All-Star break. So we'll see. Maybe he will play. Maybe he will play. The Thunder have also lost their last two, both at home. One against the Celtics, sure, and then, of course, against the Spurs. So a team that might be a little bit down on their luck. Maybe the Pelicans take advantage. And this is also at home for New Orleans. The Pelicans are 0-3 so far this season against OKC. Losses all came before Zion was back. And they also came in sequences of losing by 11, 5, and 3. So hopefully this will be the one where they hop over to the winning side. And, And OKC has kind of been an underrated story so far this season. I'm pretty sure we all thought that they were going to be really, really bad after the Paul George and Russell Westbrook trades. But here we are. OKC sitting at 7th place in the Western Conference. I believe I saw their record was 32-22 and 22 or 31-22. and 22. So they're much better than we originally thought. They kept Dennis Schroeder and Steven Adams, and that was huge for their winning ways. And they also added Shea Gilgius, Alexander, Danilo Gallinari, and CP3. I'm pretty sure we all thought CP3 was going to be traded at least early on before the season started, or at the very least at the trade deadline. But here we are. That contract is... I mean, it just got traded, so we can't say it's untradeable, but 
it would have been interesting for them to have traded it and have anybody that's really wanting some interest in CP3, especially at the age that he is. And it just wouldn't make sense. I mean, they asked him if he wanted to be to opt out of his last year of his contract at $44 million. And he said, hell no. And I think we all would say hell no at that age because he is not worth $44 million right now. And Shea Gilgius Alexander is the steal of the 2018 draft. I think that's been well established. Obviously, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, and DeAndre Ayton all in that draft. Obviously, DeAndre is not at the level of those other two, but um, a lot of really great talent in that draft. But Shea fell. I mean, he wasn't towards the top. He was after uh, a lot of guys that I would have taken him before them, like Mo Bamba, knowing what we know now. But he's leading the Thunder in scoring at 19.5 points per game. Dennis Schroeder's at 19.2, and Danilo Gallinari's at 19.1, and then there's CP3 at 17.5. So it's a, a very spread-out attack, a very evenly spread-scoring team. That's just the way it is. And then, of course, they've got guys like Steven Adams who's getting boards. So they're just a solid team. They're really good from top to bottom. I think they've got good coaching. Uh, it'll be a good matchup tonight. Uh, there There's going to be a lot of running the floor and a lot of shooting and basketball they're playing basketball if you didn't know that but it'll be a good matchup tonight i'm excited it'll be a tough fought game and if brandon ingram plays it adds a whole nother dimension but we'll see what happens if i was a betting man i would take the pelicans to overcome uh in this one obviously i'm a little biased but i think the pelicans win tonight move into the all-star break in 10th place in the western conference and can ultimately make a playoff push. The Grizzlies are sitting in that eighth spot. They have been playing pretty good basketball. They are. They do have a winning record. So we'll see what happens. So this has been a little bit of a preview for tonight's game. And then looking back at Tuesday, fun podcast today, a little bit of a shorter one. But reminder, hey, go follow me on Twitter. You'll be getting a lot of sports content there. It's at Elliot Clough, E-L-I-O-T-C-L- O-U-G-G-H. And I said it last podcast, you have any questions, feel free to at me or just hashtag what the Pell is up, that little intro that I've been using so far. Uh, and you'll get a response either on the coming podcast or on Twitter. I'm excited to answer any questions that you have about the Pelicans and their future matchups coming ahead. So while you're here, subscribe, leave a rate and a review that really helps out the podcast with more reviews, more, more, more listens, downloads to this podcast. We'll be able to get you better content and better guests here. Tried to get a guest today. Unfortunately, it did not come through, but that will be something I will be doing here in the near future. Follow Believe on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and you can check out a plethora of their other podcasts on Believe.com or just head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to podcast. You can check out my Pelicans coverage for fan-sided Hoops Habit website. Just click West, scroll down to New Orleans Pelicans, and you'll find my coverage there. Haven't written an article very recently. I did do one uh, on the five top young cores in the NBA, so Pelicans are a part of that. You can check that out. I will be writing another one here soon, so hopefully you'll be able to see another one of my articles coming up. Don't forget to shoot me those questions on Twitter. It's at Elliot Clough or hashtag what the Pell is up. So once again, I am Elliot Clough and this was Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.